Welcome to Talking About Cities, the podcast that connects you with leading innovators working to revitalize cities across America. We talk to the thinkers and doers facing the challenges and celebrating the promise of cities today. I'm your host, Carol Coletta of the Kresge Foundation, and today we're talking about reimagining public places as assets that can form the foundation of a vibrant, equitable civic life. For decades, we have neglected the cherished public places that knit people and neighborhoods together. The libraries, parks, trails, community centers, and neighborhood cultural assets that make up what we'll call our civic commons. A healthy civic commons has the power to bring diverse people together and to help communities prosper. Reimagining the Civic Commons is a three-year demonstration to reinvest in our civic assets to create communities where everyone has a stake and everyone belongs. The Kresge Foundation is part of a coalition of funders supporting the initiative, including the JPB Foundation, Rockefeller Foundation, and the Knight Foundation. Philadelphia is one of five cities participating in the initiative, and with us to talk about it are Philadelphia's Commissioner of Parks and Recreation, Catherine Ott Lovell, and Jen Mahar, Senior Director of Civic Initiatives for Fairmount Park Conservancy, a nonprofit that champions Philadelphia's parks. Catherine, you moved in the course of this. You, be you began this work as the head of the Fairmount Park Conservancy, which is a nonprofit non that works with the city, works extensively with the city's parks, but private organization. You are now in the city. So uh, you've seen it now from both sides. Uh, what makes it challenging to have this kind of public-private collaboration wearing each of those two hats? Yeah. It's been so eye-opening being on both sides. You know, from the nonprofit side, the city is this sort of force to be reckoned with, right? And you you are, are constantly locking horns with the city and really trying to, you know, create inroads and workarounds, right, to break down the bureaucracy. You feel like you're in like a bureaucracy busting mode constantly, right? Now that I'm on the city side, um, I still have that mentality. I still want to bust the bureaucracy, but I have a much greater understanding of the challenges that exist within city government. And I have a really good understanding of the mandate that I have now as a, as a, as a civil servant um, and as a public servant to protect these assets and to protect the sense of ownership that we represent for the citizens of our city, right? And, you know, it's not like I can make an excuse for the bureaucracy. I still think that there's too much of it. But having a higher level of respect for it means that I can go about changing it in, in I think, a much more thoughtful way, if that makes sense. Who's in the inner circle of collaborators? And, Jen, in particular for you, what does collaboration look like in Philadelphia through this initiative? It's been really interesting, and one of the greatest aspects about Philadelphia is our ability to be nimble. So before Catherine went to the city, we didn't have a city partner at the table as part of the Civic Commons Collective. The leadership strategy and the leadership framework, it was basically Catherine and I, and then with, a, with the Knight Foundation, and that has since morphed to include now bi-weekly meetings with the Commissioner of Parks and Recreation, our philanthropic partners, with other staff from the Conservancy to really help shape what the Civic Commons is and how to build it out 
larger, among a much larger organization and driving the other work that we do. So we collaborate as a leadership team, sort of at a high level, and then down through our organizational partners, and then down even further to our field leaders. And now one thing I'm really interested about and trying to push forward is the community partners who are more engaged on the ground in their communities. How do we start embedding civic commons and making them more of a driver in the mission of the civic commons in Philadelphia? And what does that look like? Are those individuals, are they organizations that represent neighbors, and what? how do you give voice to uh, those participants? I think it's, you know, it's collaboration, collaboration, collaboration. So one of the examples that comes to mind is our East Fairmont Park Coalition, which is a collaboration of partners, institutions within the park, as well as community partners, and what they are doing to, to break down decades-long divides of communication and misunderstanding and building a level of civic trust, regardless of race economic situation mission. That's an example where it's a very collaborative coalition that we didn't realize was the Civic Commons until we had a word to put to it. Framing it, I think now the community partners have the language and have the empowerment to take a different kind of ownership and a different kind of strategy, both in the work they do with the coalition, but then back across the street as they work on their day-to-day challenges around drug violence and vacant land and who are the partners they could invest in to, to really make dynamic change in the community. What's the biggest challenge in this work to date? Gosh, that's such a good question. What is the biggest challenge? It's definitely been not knowing how to judge the success of the work. Mm -hmm. We are making the dress on the way to the wedding, right? And so I feel like not really having a sense of, we're in this for a long game, right? The projects are the short game. We're building stuff, we see the dirt being moved, we see the buildings being changed and transformed. But I think the real measure of success for this is we won't see that for five or 10 years, Mm -hmm. right? And so very quickly know what we want to see in that short game. We want to see those projects completed. We want to see collaboration among these partners, but also keeping our eye on that long game, right? And what does that look like for our individual Mm -hmm. projects, our individual organizations, for those communities and for our city and for for the country, right? And I think Philadelphia's Rebuild Initiative is another really good example of it. I mean, that Explain Rebuild. Rebuild is a half a billion dollar investment in in parks and recreation centers and libraries that's being made in the city of Philadelphia over the next eight years. And it resulted from? It resulted in large part from the Civic Commons initiative. (laughs) You know, I mean, I think of Rebuild as the Civic Commons writ large. This is an initiative to reinvest in civic assets to reimagine them for to make them more relevant to the communities that need and use them on a daily basis you know investing in projects and people in those communities that will ultimately drive policy right it, you know we are looking at rebuild not just to make these aesthetic improvements in these facilities but to fight poverty in the city of Philadelphia and that to me is that three-legged stool of people projects policy We're talking today with Catherine Ott Lovell, who is the City of Philadelphia's Commissioner of Parks and Recreation, and Jennifer Mahar, Senior Director of Civic Initiatives for Fairmount Park Conservancy in Philadelphia. Catherine, do you or your mayor think about socioeconomic mixing in these assets? Does that matter to you? It didn't matter to me at all before I was involved in this program. I I didn't even have a a frame of reference for what that was. And I remember being at one of our initial sessions as part of the Civic Commons Network and this idea of 
economic segregation in cities as being an issue was, you know, brought to light for me. I mean, I literally learned it here and it was piercing to me. And I, I, I suddenly saw it in my own life. I saw it in my own neighborhood and I saw what its impact was on our city. And now it's a lens that I see everything through. And I think that's another real gift that this initiative has been to, to cities to really um, begin to shift that narrative away from just community and economic development. Uh, because who does that really benefit? And, and to me, it's an answer to gentrification. My great hope is that we stop talking about this scary monster in the closet that is gentrification and begin talking much more about the real issue of concentrated poverty. And can the civic commons play a role in reducing that in a city like Philadelphia that has one of the highest influxes of millennials of any city, that is a city on a growth trajectory from an economic development perspective, but that has one of the highest rates of poverty of any city in the country. Now having this better understanding of whatever we're calling it, social and economic integration or mixing uh, or deconcentrating poverty, that to me is, that's the holy grail of the work that we're doing now. What happens in three years if this is successful? What does it look like for you? You said we're playing a long game, Yeah. but you've got to hit marks in the near term. What do those marks look like? And what do you think moves political practice around these disinvested assets. Yeah, I think it is how our rebuild initiative is influenced by the Civic Commons initiative. Is equity and social and economic integration a real core value? Does it become a core value of rebuild? If it does, and I think it will, that will be a direct outcome of Philadelphia being a Civic Commons city. I also think we've, we've talked a lot about uh, in Philadelphia that we started with the projects. The projects were what got us started, right? But what has become so much more important than the projects is the people. And this idea and this thing that we've seen happen where leadership has been daylighted, right? Like we have seen leaders rise up through these organizations. We started, it was just the top leaders at the table of these organizations. And now you're seeing the second tier leaders. And as Jen said, the field leaders who are being exposed to these ideas and these exchanges. And you can actually see their their intellect being broadened and their perspectives being broadened. And my hope is that we're, we're creating sort of an army of these uh, civic commons ambassadors and leaders that are mm-hmm. going to take this ethos of the civic commons and have it really drive them throughout their careers, hopefully in Philadelphia. Could be beyond, but hopefully right in Philadelphia. Jen Mahar, Catherine Ott-Lovell, you're amazing women. I appreciate you so much. Thanks for being the scouts for us on this work, and thanks for being our guest on Talking About Cities. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks to Catherine Ott-Lovell, Philadelphia's Commissioner of Parks and Recreation, and Jennifer Mahar, Senior Director of Civic Initiatives for Fairmount Park Conservancy, for being our guest on Talking About Cities. And thank you for listening. You can always hear the latest Talking About Cities podcast and the archive of past shows at kresge.org. You'll also find links to learn more about our guest. Contact us at talkingaboutcities at kresge.org with your comments and suggestions. I'd love to hear from you. I'm your host, Carol Coletta, Senior Fellow with the Kresge Foundation's American Cities Practice. And until next time, let's keep talking about cities.